Hello, my name is Dan Morgan, your host, and thank you for joining the Podcast Potables Network, home of both Process Potables and the Brew Coats. We are happy to be a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family. You can find all things Underground Sports Philadelphia on Twitter at UndergroundPHI. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. You can find all things Process Potables at www.processpotables.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Process Potables. Also, we would like to thank our sponsor, the Andrew Boss team at Berkshire Hathaway. You can contact them for any real estate needs in New Jersey at 856-904-5636. And if you mention Process Potables, you can get exclusive savings. We will get you right in to the podcast right away. But first, our friends in the presence of wolves. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Brew Coats Podcast. My name is Dan Morgan. Joining you, and thanks to everybody for giving this a listen on the podcast Potables Network. The Bluecoats were back in Delaware last night. Last Wednesday, they had lost a tough one to the Memphis Hustle, 138-121. to So in Wilmington last night, hosting the Greensboro Swarm, the Bluecoats were out for revenge. This was easily the Bluecoats' easiest win of the season, the biggest win of the season. Winning by 39 points, they defeat the Greensboro Swarm, 134-95. to This one was never in doubt, never really close, and even with Zaire Smith not with the team as he was recalled by the 76ers up with the main club, the Bluecoats handled their business. It was 70-46 to Bluecoats at the end of the first half. I asked Coach Connor Johnson about how the team played, especially on the defensive end in the first half. When we talk about the G League, we often talk about how there isn't very much defense played. The Bluecoats were very, very active last night. This is what Coach Connor Johnson, head coach of the Bluecoats, had to say regarding their defense in the first half and for the game as a whole. Local possessions were tough. Thomas Welsh is a hard guy for us to guard. It's always hard for us the way we play to guard shooting five or when they put five shooters out on the court to start. And so that hurt us in Memphis last game. That hurt us to start here. And we had to make some adjustments. Um, and they went away from a little bit too, so that kind of worked in our favor as well. But our ball pressure is good. We have great rim protection at times. And then it's just making sure that those teams that have a different scheme can't really hurt us. They hurt us in the first couple of minutes. We made some good adjustments, and the guys responded. As I stated earlier, this did appear to me to be the most complete game the Blue Coats had played this entire season. Prior to this game, their biggest win on the season had been 26 points, and this one winning by 39. I was also able to ask Blue Coats head coach Connor Johnson if he agreed that this was the most complete game played by the team, and this is what he had to say. I think so. I think um, I think we we continue to do. We can't have lapses, and every minute those guys play out there, they're showcasing themselves and they're getting better and developing. And we only play 50 games. We got to take advantage of all 48 minutes. I thought our our players did a nice job of playing all 48. Even the last group that we had in, they're playing hard, defending the way we want. Thanks, Coach. A very even game for the Bluecoats as far as the scoring as well. They had six players in double figures. Nobody scoring over 20, but four players scoring 18 or more points. Mario Shayok, who has 
been the main scoring option for the Blue Coats this season, who is also fifth in the G League in scoring at 23.1 points per game. Ended up shooting 8 of 15 from the field, but he was 2 of 8 from 3, and just didn't really look like he was as flashy and impressive as he is most nights. And even with that, had 18 points, but the team was there to pick up the slack for him. Julian Washburn contributed 18 as well, shooting 6 of 10 from the field, and all of those being three-point attempts. Jared Brownridge also sharp from three, going five for eight, contributing 19 points. And then off the bench, all contributing, Haywood Highsmith with 14, Doral Moore with 17, and Michael Bryson with 19. Doral Moore and Michael Bryson were especially positive notes in this game. We were able to ask Coach about Doral Moore and how impressive he's been as of late. It looked to be his most aggressive game, finishing several lobs, throwing down a ton of dunks, and it seemed like the matchup favored him very well tonight against Greensboro. And here's what Coach Connor Johnson had to say about the way that Doral Moore played in this game. I think Demo played really hard, which helped us. I thought his rim protection is getting better every day. I think the passing of the team helped Demo. A lot of times it's like if the five doesn't have good numbers, you look at the five and it's a little bit on them, but it's also the team has to facilitate offense where they score. And the more the ball moves and the more he can find underneath, the more successful he is. I think Demo's been great. I think it's not fair to always look at his stat line and think whether or not he played well. I think sometimes he plays well, he doesn't score a whole lot. Tonight he played well and he scored. So of note, it'll be interesting as many people who follow the Sixers know that Norvell Pell is out of days on his two-way contract with the Sixers and has st- was never converted to a full NBA contract. That can still happen, but at this point, he can't spend any more time with the team unless it does happen. And also, the Sixers have lost their ability to now use his two-way slot for anybody else as that deadline has already passed. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that because Chris Kumaje and Darrell Moore are really, really playing well and in a rhythm right now. Kumaje generally starts, but we saw last night that Moore had the hot hand and he actually outplayed Kumaje in minutes by 12 minutes. So I think Coach Johnson is riding the hot hand, but both are contributing really well. Kumaje is still 10th in the G League in rebounds at 9.8 and is a tremendous presence as far as the defense is concerned, standing at 7'4". And we know what he's capable of being is that he set the franchise record with that double-digit block game just a few weeks ago that we were able to talk about. But last night was definitely one of the more impressive games I've seen this season from Doral Moore, just the aggressiveness getting to the rim And as Coach Johnson stated, it was a good matchup for him, being that Greensboro's center is more of a stretch five. He did come out of the gate shooting well. That was Thomas Welsh. He can definitely hit the three, but he's not really a pure center as far as, you know, the traditional, you know, stand back and guard the rim. So there were stretches where he was effective. He went three or four from three. So we know the Bluecoats play more of a traditional center spot, but we also saw Kumaje and Moore be able to work down low To their advantage means that Greensboro did not have anybody to match up with them. Michael Bryson was another bright spot. He's been really hot for the uh, for the Bluecoats lately, and it's he's a great story coming off a really bad injury at the beginning of last season. He has had to work his way back. He seems like a favorite amongst the teammates, amongst Coach Johnson, and amongst anybody that follows the Bluecoats. Bryson went seven of seven from the field last night, including two of two from three for 19 points and was a plus 25. And Coach Johnson was asked about Bryson's performance in this game and what he thought, and here's what Coach Johnson had to say. Yeah, high energy, great athlete. Um, starting to look like himself, the player that we've seen in a few years back before his injury. And when opportunity opens up, there's more minutes to be had, and I thought he did a nice job. 
I was given the opportunity to speak with Michael Bryson after the game and asked him if he kind of knew going into it if he was going to have the hot hand or if it was one of those things that once you start playing it just kind of comes to you. And here's what Michael Bryson had to say after the game about his performance. Yeah, it's been the last you know four or five games I would say just kind of getting into a rhythm and um, you know not thinking so much. You know, basketball is one of those games where the more you're thinking, the you know probably the worse it is for you when you're you know, athletic and you know trying to read off of guys. So when you're able to play at a point five and just being able to you know read how the guy's playing, you attack it or you know swing the ball, it makes it really simple and. You know, our, our teammates, you know, we do a great job of, you know, making each other, you know, supportive, making each other feel supported. Uh, you know, you take a shot, you know that the guy next to you is not going to be mad at you. You know that, you know, you can take that with confidence. Our coach obviously, you know, instills in us that we, he wants us taking good shots, but if it's a good shot, shoot to make it. Don't shoot to take it. So, um, you know, it's just, it's a big thing right now, just trying to get into a rhythm and keep this rhythm. I was also able to speak to Terry Harris after the game, who actually got some minutes since this one was a little bit out of hand. Terry Harris, in a little over seven minutes, did contribute six points, had some flashes there, and we don't get a lot of chances to, to see or speak to him, Terry obviously being the brother of Sixers star Tobias Harris. So I asked Terry, you know, how you are able to stay fresh, how you stay ready for the opportunities you get and make the most of them, and having a brother in the NBA with the, at the level that Tobias is, if there are things that he's able to instill, if there's things he's learned from him to be able to keep himself ready for those. And this is what Terry Harris had to say post-game regarding what he's learned from Tobias Harris. Definitely, because, uh, you know, he was in my situation his rookie year as well. Uh, you know, when he was with the Bucks, he didn't play as much. Uh, and uh, I remember, you know, going to some of his games when he used to get the, you know, when he used to get in for three, four, uh, whatever it be, ten minutes. I know he always, those times when he had, always acted like he had something to prove. So, you know, seeing that, and, you know, getting words from advice from every day is just, uh, you know, stuff that I just look into uh, what I got to do out here today. So the Blue Coats are right back at it tonight at 7 o'clock. They're in Wilmington once again. They host the Erie Bayhawks. So if you're in the area and you're looking for somewhere to go and you can't afford to go to Sixers-Lakers, which is a pretty pricey ticket, if the Bluecoats are able to carry over last night's momentum into tonight, I can say personally that last night was the loudest and most energetic that I think I've ever heard the building. It was a tremendous performance, uh, as we discussed on this episode. So if you're around, make sure that you check out the Erie Bayhawks at the Delaware Bluecoats tonight. For the Brewcoats, my name is Dan Morgan. Thank you for listening and trust the podcast.